episode of The Slanted Hallway. This very morning, I was greeted with the horrible news that the last of that great generation which fought the Civil War had passed, Mr. Albert Woolson. So he was just a drummer boy. You have to remember the rum-tum-tum of his itty-bitty drum kept those men in line. This one is for you, Albert. Ugh. Ugh. Patriotic stuff. Gets the heart stirring. Well, we can't spend the whole night wavering. We've got a story of Civil War glory to spin for you. Meet Test Troop Q of the great and much historied Camel Corps. Follow their journey to bring munitions through the Zenoran Desert and free the Arizona Territory from rebel control. My, to be a slave in Arizona must have been something dreadful. Though it is a dry heat. Unfortunately for them, they shall soon find that when you're in the desert, you may end up wandering through the slanted hallway, and you may not be as alone as you think. Aliens. <laughs> Dearest Test Troop Q, I should hope this letter finds you well. As you know, it is of vital importance that you supply and relieve General Carlton as soon as possible, or ASAP. I've drawn an arrow on this letter to indicate the direction you should head. Hopefully you're holding it the right way. Anyway, I've got General in to do, so please do not write back. Just get to work. Yours, General Grant, XOXO. P.S. The massive crate which arrived with this letter contains the camel, Joseph, which you may use to aid in your great journey across the desert. Dang it, Hiram. I know what the letter says, and I'm telling you, you were looking the wrong way when we left Yuma. Smedless shin splints, that is no way to talk to your commanding officer. Silas. That's no way to talk to your commanding officer. Private Smedley, flog Private Flatfoot. There's a clear chain of command here. It goes me, Smedley, then you, Silas. I hope we won't have to remind you again. I knowed it. Give me the buckle. That's a good boy. Remind me to do that later. Sun's going down now, so it's about time for us to get moving. Fill up your canteens in the soda fountain here. I'm going to get a couple of scoops of ice cream at the stand over yonder and maybe have a talk with those beautiful Tahitian girls. Uh, sir? Let em have it, Smedley. It's been a long, hard journey. Oh, this chair looks comfy. All right, sir, that, that's a cactus. What in the nation? Where'd the ice cream stand run off to? Where's my wife? My coconut filled with tobacco spit? The casino. My big stack of chips I won. It's all right, sir. It was all a mirage. Happens to the best of us. Uh, have a taste of my whiskey. Uh, it'll bring your senses back to you. Well, my Mary. Is the camel real? Yes, sir. 
How far to the next watering hole, Smedley? It says here, ten miles. Ain't so bad. Uh, should get there before morning. Ten miles? That's more than a day's journey by camel. By morning, my eye. Smedley shin splits. You are one of the dumbest soldiers I done ever struck. Language. We're still a team, ice cream or not. Ten miles is awful far, but by gumption we can make it. We'll go halfway now and bivouac through the night, get to finishing that walk before dawn. General Carlton is dependent on us. You want him to face the rebels with all ammo and no guns? Oh, sure. Us three is going to win the war. We might as well just turn back. It don't make no difference now. If we turn back and Carlton doesn't get his munitions, that will make all the difference. Now, as I ordered, press on. You ever wonder why we three Southerners are fighting for the Union? Nope. The pay was better, and seceding would mean changing zip codes. The Founding Fathers once thought that postage alone would hold this nation together. And for a time, they were right. How's that tent coming along? Should be done as soon as I find Slatty. Well, all right. Carry on now. I'm going to have a smoke from my pipe out under the stars yonder whilst I write a real sad letter to my wife. Uh, you go on ahead, Captain. Uh, I'll supervise. Dearest fellow 12-year-old Elizabeth, I write to you on the edge of a great red rock escarpment overlooking the Pikachu Pass. My feet are covered in boils. My back is bent, but the greatest pain I feel is the distance from you and our four living children. No, not sad enough. Dearest wife, I ride to you from under a blanket of 10,000 stars. Not that I've counted. As I gaze off into eternity, and its thousand twinkling eyes look back to me, I think about your face, your smile, your warbling way of talking to those of our children who are still alive, your one massive illuminated and spinning eye which looks as a finely polished silver disc which whips to and fro across your face faster than a cannonball. Wait, fellas! Get a look on over yon ways. Which way? Yon. Tain't nothing there. In the sky, you idiots. I'm looking. Uh, it's very pretty indeed. Uh, how's about you get some uh, sleep there, Captain? You ain't looking if you ain't as afeard as I am. Look, that disc. It's called the moon, sir. It's there just about every night. What? No, the... Well, now, hold on a second here. I know I saw something. Uh, sure enough, you did. Ice cream stands and Tahitian beauties. Sure wish I was there with you, Cap. No, this were real. I'd bet the camel on it. This thing, this disc-like thing, like a big hovering pie plate, but brighter than any candle I done ever seen. You must have stared at the sun too long today, Captain. Quit you talking to me like I've lost my senses. I've got enough sense in me to beat some into your behind. Now just watch for it. Oh, I see it. 
Very good, sir. Now let's get you off to bed. Nothing there, and I know it. Now hold on and believe me. See, now what did I say? Captain, what is that? Proof that I'm right. Yeah, but what is it? Oh, right. No idea. Run! And so the trap seals its teeth shut around our would-be heroes. Is it Lee's army and some new mechanism for war which has fixed their doom? Probably, right? But maybe it's a new foe. A visitor from some unknown part of the world. Or, what's worse, from beyond the earth itself. All questions will be answered. Or maybe they won't be. Keep listening. I know I ain't gonna sleep a wink tonight. That's for sure. No way I'm gonna let that thing creep up on me and suck me up on a can of my tardiness. You need it, boy. The only thing creeping up on all of us is the madness what sits in with a lack of sleeping water. Uh, I'm not so sure of that, Captain. Uh... This ain't like the mirage you were saying earlier on the account of uh, Silas and I couldn't see that. This was as real as Custer's mustache. I knew it, and we all saw it take the camel full of munitions. I say we hightail it out of here and back to Yuma. Oh, we won't be doing anything of the sort. We're gonna go find the camel and bring her to General Carlton. so we can beat the Rebs out of Arizona. Ain't that right, Cap? Cap? Are, are you crying? It was back in 48, the Battle of Mexico City. General's orders were to shoot any rooftop snipers on sight. So when I seen a man in a black uniform emerge from a balcony overlooking our procession, holding some kind of brass cannon I raised my colt and I fired just then I seen two more with rifles slung over their shoulders and so I fired on them too now it comes another one with the butt of his musket tucked right up under his shoulder ramrod still in hand so I shot him as well well his carcass toppled right over the railing and in the sunlight I seen it wasn't no sniper at all was a violinist. That's what he gets for hanging around a sniper's nest. Twant no sniper's nest, boy. It was a full mariachi band. I shot them all dead. <gasps> that ain't the worst part, neither. I seen sheet music pinned under the brim of the violinist's hat. It was the Constitution of the United States. But set to music... They was patriots, welcoming the invading army into their capital. That's right, boy. They was patriots, all right. Same as you and me. Did they court-martial you, sir? No, they didn't. But I knew by providence justice would find me someday or another. Now I'm somewhat relieved to see that justice came by the way of a flying saucer up and stealing my camel. My heart can finally rest. Maybe. 
but more likely it were God. Her camels from the Holy Land come in a craft to take their brethren back. Let's just, you know, maybe actually sleep and... Uh... You boys know something. Back before the war, I was a preacher. Part of a radical new movement that embraced the most modern possible technology. We called ourselves the Amish. Some said we was crazy. That progress ought to be slow. We called them fools. God didn't put man on the earth to toil. That's why he gave us a mind what thinks and a heart to dreams. Again, I, I think sleep would do us all good here. I called them all fools. I said one day soon, Christ would come back from Bermuda, which is where he went after the crucifixion. It's in the subtext of the good book. And when that day comes, he's gonna give us boxes what can let us talk for miles. Big machines the size of the Capitol building to do math for us. But now, I knows I was wrong. God sent that saucer to keep us humble, to keep us weak and toiling. Twer hubris took the camel. Or, you know, the camels just beat us to fly one or the other. Well, let's rest on these theories and see how we feel in the morning. You know what? Disregard everything. It was definitely the camels. For a second there, I felt like my whole life was a mistake. Smidley's right. Time we all got some rest. I'll stay up and keep watch for the camel balloon. Hold on. Why are you the one who should be greeted by our new camel overlords? Maybe it should be me, a man of God. I, I think you both ought to bed down. Why? So you can make your moves and become ambassador to the camel regime? I thought you was a patriot. Last I remember, I was the only one focused on getting those munitions to General Carlton in Apache Pass. Now, we're still only halfway through Penal County, and we're arguing over who's gonna be the bestest buddy of the camel president. And that's why I'm saying we need to sleep. Well, then, we all agree. I guess we do. Good night, boys. Don't forget to say your prayers. And brush your woofers. I, I, I see it. Well pump. Maybe a half a mile more. Woohoo! Press on, boys. We're almost there. Praise the mechanical lord. Last one there's a backward heck. Line up, boys. Get your canteens out. Get ready for some sweet, sweet sulfur-flavored water. Uh, Cap, I don't think, uh... No, no, this is the way she goes. There's always dust that comes out first. Just gotta give it some elbow grease. Sir, I think you may have put a little too much elbow grease into the pump. It's all pouring out of it. Taint elbow grease. That's oil. Useless oil. There must be an ocean of it under our feet. Smidley... Let me see that map, you blockhead. It's not that blocky. You said the hat makes it look rounder. Well, it is. On account of you led us to an oil field. There won't be no water without salt in it for a league or better. But, Captain, this is the spawn. This is where the water is supposed to be. 
Unless, of course. Unless what? It's a mirage. Same as the other. Smith. No. Well, there now. It's real. But why on earth would it be marked on the map? Oh, God. Well, I don't know. Is it possible that we may have headed the wrong way? Wrong way? Wrong way? You're the one who had the dang dung din dong diddly map. Or maybe the camels took the map too and replaced it with, with this useless piece of paper. Now that is plumb ridiculous. Let's get back to what's important. We need water. Not later, not tomorrow. We need it now. Well, how exactly are we figuring on getting it then? Well, the way I sees it, we can head on down the way toward Apache Pass. Pray that the army ahead didn't dry out every well they came across. Or we could head back See if one of the other ones is replenished. We can't go back. They'll be waiting for us on the battlefield with all ammo and no guns. They'll be slaughtered. I can't have that on my mind. I ain't like you, Captain. And just what do you mean by that, Private Smedley? The way you gunned down them mariachi and cold blood. It was a very hot uniform. Twarn't no cold blood anywhere. And I did what I had to do to keep my men safe. Calm down now. Let's take a prayer on it and see what the Lord advises. The Lord ain't gonna come down with no water. Especially not for some crazy newfangled preacher. We're all gonna die. The Lord will provide. And the map will lead us. You two are crazier than a June bug in December. No Lord is coming. And the map has only ever led us to this oil well. It's over. We failed. Well, fine. Let's just take out these divining rods and see where the waters is. Great. I'm sure it'll be very helpful, you old fool. Well, this is odd. What is it? They're drawn right on over to Smedley. Well, now, that's... That's not, uh, we can't trust a couple of sticks. I, I, I mean, come on now. Private Smedley Shin Splints, are you holding out on us? No, I mean, I'm, 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 no, of course not. Uh, Have a seat, boy. Uh, no, I, I, I can't. Uh, and why not? Just because I like standing. Uh, I'm like a horse. I think I know exactly why you won't sit down, boy. The rod's pointing at his back pocket, Captain. Smedley shin splints, you take out whatever it is that's in your back pocket and give it here. I, I can explain. Really, I can. Sometimes it's the only way. Don't I know it. Just as I thought. He's got a cactus full of juice back here. Must have been chafing him something first. Is it enough to get us to the next watering hole? Maybe, if we drink sparingly. Give it here. <laughs> oh. Don't be selfish now. <laughs> the 
Captain, you keep vomiting like that, we're gonna have a problem. Sounds like we already do. Good Lord. How much cactus did we drink? About a quart each. Feels like the devil's in me. Oh, now don't say that. When the devil gets you, you, you know it. Well, hell, certainly can't be hotter than this. Oh, it is. You'll see. Well, then, remind me when we get out of this to go to church more often. Won't do you much good now. What you mean? Don't I just get washed in a tub full of holy water and I'm as clean as a whistle? No, God's a real stickler. Is he now? I don't make the rules. But since you ask, God is going to take your soul the moment you pass, and he's going to dredge it in hellfire for about a thousand years. Then uh, he's uh, going to uh, skin you alive and uh, dip you in the hellfire again before he chops you up into any little bits. Then he's going to turn up the hellfire a little bit more, and he's going to toss you into a big cast iron hellfire skillet till you're all crispy all over. You won't get five minutes of rest before he's going to pour salt all over you in your open wounds and serve you up to four, maybe five demons. Where'd you read that? The Rodale Cookbook, 2626. It's all there. It's like them crazy Mormons up in Pikachu Pass. They knew the truth. They go about it all wrong, but they know you gotta be a true believer or you end up in the flames. Do you think maybe that's where we are now? Maybe that saucer tossed us all into the fiery hell skillet because of what we done? Because of the war? If he'd done it because of war, he'd have done it a long time ago. No, this ain't Tartarus yet. Well, okay. I don't even need deliverance. Know what I'd ask for if God were here? What's that? Just one cloud. One cloud to keep the sun away for just a moment. I ask and ye shall receive. Sears Catalog, 45.9. My God. See, I knew it. It's all true. Bless you, Lord God. Keep that thing moving. Just keep that shadow moving. It's slow and dying. No. Curse you, God. I knew I should have picked Judaism. Hang on. Pick your head up, Cap. It stopped right over us. I see it. But, Silas, I don't think that's a cloud. You don't think it's the same saucer, do you? Would it be better or worse if it wasn't? Captain Hiram. And I glad to see you. Well, now I've lost it. Do you see a talking camel too, Captain? I do, Silas. Do you? Yep. I come, bringing peace, in this time and the next. Peace eternal granted by the sky, people. Look, between my even number of toes. You're a camel. Yes, the largest even-toed ungulate of the Sahara Desert, the Arabian Plains, and the Mongolian Steppes. Look what I have brought you. You know he's got water in that hump. That is a common misconception. Please look at this device. It has taken many centuries to perfect, but now it is for all of Earth to enjoy together. I know it, Silas. Look at that big, juicy hump, all full of water and milk. 
water enough for days and good fresh meat. But the munitions, it hasn't got them. The primitive weapons which you bound to me are gone, yes. But there is no need for them now. We'll be killed or court-martialed. Only if we're alive. When the switch is flipped, all pillaging instincts will be erased from mankind's nature. War shall be but a faint memory to the people of the new world. Man and beast shall reign. Get him. Brother. Oh, cut it out. Please, please. Pass me more snout, would you? Really, you should try this here belly. Better than bacon. I never cared much for all that fat. Suit yourself. You know, if we get to bed early, we could be back in Yuma by noon tomorrow. We stock up again, and a couple of Mustangs and the whole journey is only a few hours. We can still make it. Sounds good to me. Those Rebs won't know what hit them. And so our story is at an end. I hope you've enjoyed our salute to the generation that preserved our union. It's not every day that we get to witness the passing of the torch from one generation to the next. And I wanted to ensure we did it in the most believable and respectful way possible. Tune in next week where we tell the tale of a group of soldiers in the Battle of the Bulge. But get this, they're all stupid clowns. Good night, and pleasant nightmares. Thank you.